for us, I don't know, yeah, you're don't a talker, know. and so... It w- and like, I have such a friendly face, and, right. and you love looking at my face so much. For like, us, <laughs> for whatever reason, I'm just going to keep on going. Oh, come on. <laughs> Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. And today's episode is on a topic that we think, when implemented, can be so very beneficial for the marriage relationship. And that is the marriage meeting. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Sounds so exciting. Dun, I know. Dun. I mean, hey, who doesn't want more meetings in their life? Hey, like Everybody has wants well, that. Well, right? maybe not. Yeah. But trust us, like really, these meetings, they're worth it. And they I hope, are. I hope by the end of the podcast, everyone will be excited and will want to implement these in, the, in their own marriage and in their own relationship as we go through yeah, them. So beneficial. They are beneficial. But hey, before we get into that, uh, it uh, how are you doing like well at the moment pretty good we yeah nice we, we had deadlines we oh yeah and today was, was like, the deadline what? oh my goodness. and we're done three out of the four things it is so this is, this is our fourth <laughs> one <laughs> this is the home stretch <laughs> it is it is but you know what deadlines are good they hey, are. like as much as we can sometimes be like oh like maybe grumble about a deadline angry or, at the deadline yeah but actually it does kind of keep us on task it does it pushes you pushed us to, to definitely get some things done in time like you know so it's been yeah i, I think we should celebrate where's we that should. a pause hold on i i think let me try it again <laughs> oh no i gotta uh, figure out how to turn that up i did hit the uh, i'm gonna have to move that thing closer to me so the buttons are away from you <laughs> no way that's an applause we we met a deadline uh which which has been good but you know we asked this question time time what, what's god teaching you or how's yeah what's what's that like in in your life today yeah i think well last week being thanksgiving and and talking about gratitude mm. again and just you know a realization there's been some hard things and i think a realization is some of the trials that we go through in life that i go through in life i may never be grateful for the trial mm. but i can be grateful that god is with me through it that if I allow him, he will use it to grow me, to refine me. He could use it to bless other people through testimony. And so though I might not be grateful for the trial, I am grateful that God is there and with me through it. And and mm. that that's a good thing. Yeah, that's so cool. What about you? I, well, I was just thinking... So I have to speak at a church on Sunday. I think I'm just going to have to re-listen to what you just said to make sure I get that word for word because that's what I want to talk about is, is gratitude. And it's interesting that that what's, what's kind of processing in your life. And, and same thing in my life is is like, what about gratitude as you face hard situations? And for me, what I've been learning about is it, it's this heart posture that we have towards God and towards his character and and being able to praise him for who he is, even in the hard circumstances. And so like, yeah, just where is my heart posture as we walk through difficult times in life? And and because God's never changing, right? Like he He is who he is and, and always has been and always will be and yeah. uh, is unchanging. And we can hold on to those types of promises and, and we can praise him and we can praise his name and, and his goodness. And so... Yeah, it would probably be even like this whole week has been still mulling over gratitude and, and Thanksgiving and, and yeah, what does that look like? And and well, that's what I'll be talking about 
this Sunday at the church that I'll, that I'll be speaking at is is that heart posture towards God and and where does our gratefulness come from? Anyways, um, a little bit of what's going on in my life. Yeah. I'm still processing it. So if everyone's like, I don't think that was like a completed thought. <laughs> like I agree because I'm still I'm still really chewing this and I'm still really trying to dive deep into this and you know rejoice in the lord always and again i say rejoice and and so it's like uh, there's another verse uh what shout for joy or give thanks in all circumstances i'm like well what like what does that what does that mean and yeah practically right yeah. like and so in, in our heads it can make sense but the totally. practical it makes is so harder. much sense when i just hear it but then what does it what does it mean and, and so that's what I've been really chewing on that all week and, and I'm landing on that. It's a heart posture and, uh, cause God's never changing, uh, in all these things. And, and so anyways, that's like, what, what do we call those Sheldon's musings? Or I guess so. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, those are some things, uh, that, that is going on in, in my life this week and as I process it, but Hey, let's, let's jump in. Yeah, yeah. Let's get on to the marriage meeting. Big topic here, but trust us. Like I said, this actually, as much as we're kind of like making fun of it, it actually really has been so impactful in so our life helpful. or in our marriage. And, Both. Yeah. And, and we'll share a little bit about that. Uh, there's also a, a link that we're going to post by a blog was written by our national director, uh, Cheryl Josephson, about this topic. And she wrote a blog using some of the research that she did. She came across uh, a format from a marriage therapist. Uh, her name is Marcy Naomi Berger. And, and so we're going to really do kind of a, a quick summary, a really quick high level Maybe it won't be quick. We'll do a high level. <laughs> we'll try to be yeah, quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sharing some high level points really about what the article is saying about the marriage meeting. And then we're going to get into sharing what this has done in our marriage. Yeah. And uh, some of the highlights that, that it's done for us. But hey, let's let's jump into a little bit about the article and what are some of those highlights that the article shares about the marriage meeting. Yeah, well, I would say the first is meeting weekly, right. <laughs> is what the article yeah, says. Consistency, consistency. <laughs> yes, and so you have to schedule it. We got to get it on the calendar and have it as a standing meeting. And for us, early on, we were really protective of it and we mm -hmm. would not move it because we learned very quickly the value of these marriage meetings, or mm -hmm. we called them coffee dates. We, we, did. we didn't call them a marriage meeting. We said coffee date, yeah. but they had Sounds so more romantic. much value. <laughs> That's right. Uh, now we're, we're a little bit more flexible, a little more fluid in, in when it happens in a yeah. week, but we still schedule time to ensure that they do happen. Right. The article also suggests, or says, not suggested, it, it says that the marriage meeting should just be the two of you and with no kids attending this meeting. So you got to find a babysitter. And, and so when we say that, I would say like this can be a juggling act for some. Yeah, we uh, appreciate that. Yeah, we understand what it, what it can do. But there's the importance of finding a babysitter for the kids when they're younger. And these marriage meetings don't always have to happen out of the home too. Like yeah. they could be happening when the kids take a nap or when the kids go to bed or right. Like we can be creative about when we have these meetings or these coffee dates for, for us, we implement our kids were older when we implemented the weekly coffee dates yeah. and the weekly marriage meeting. And so it was a little bit easier for us because we could leave our kids at home and, and not, 
we didn't have to worry about the babysitter. Uh, so we just wanted to mention, like, though it says to not bring kids, we think that's important. It, it definitely would help to not have the kids uh, attending this type of a meeting and, and these coffee dates. But we also understand that there's some juggling that may have to take place to to have that happen. Yeah, just so you have that undivided time and you can give your attention to one another. Right. Right. Okay. The article also highlighted uh, minimizing distractions and interruptions. <laughs> Could be the kids. <laughs> yes. And that this is actually really important. Right. And so we may need to leave the cell phones in the car or leave it in our purse or bag. It's best not to have them on the table. Uh, you know what? Studies, they actually show that even having the phone in the same room as you are in, even if it's turned off, is a distraction for us. That's how connected we are to our phones, (laughs) which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, just even with it turned off, like just mentally, somehow it's it's this distraction. Like I just, to me, when when we read that study, I was just like, what? Like that, that's great. Like, yeah, yeah, how that that is. Hey, the article also suggests to set side uh, to when you're at these, coffee meetings is to sit side by side instead of across a table which can feel a bit more uh, confrontational during uh, during these talks now let's just full we don't do this we don't we've never sat side by side at these we sit across the table i I do see the value in what they're saying yeah because as long as you know you're looking at each other while you're sitting side by side i guess just for me when i hear that i think of like two people sitting in a vehicle and like looking out the windshield and so you're at the coffee shop and you would be uh, or on the couch and you're looking uh, at the wall or something like so maybe it's just the way i picture it happening in my own mind and and here's the thing i'm not sure why i picture it like that i I just do the thing is i think that is what they mean because it's less confrontational that is right because sometimes looking into somebody's eyes can be confrontational there's so much expressed in a face and eyes and so if 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 this is not something Mm. that you're used to doing right it just kind of can help minimize some of that angst that yeah. might be there to look each other in the it's face true. as you try to to have these honest conversations that may feel foreign in right. the beginning. Yeah. So I think that is the that's, point. That, the, I guess that's why I pitch. I mean, hey, I've done that with our kids. Like yeah. if there's like this awkward conversation that we have to have, it's like, hey, let's go for a drive. Yeah. That way they can either look out the other window or they can look yeah, ahead. Or go for a walk. Or go for a or walk. Or do something, right? right? They say like that shoulder to shoulder. conversation so then are we gonna do it next like well for us i don't know you're a talker and so it and i have such a friendly face and and you love looking at my face so much for us for whatever reason i'm just gonna keep on going oh come on For us, we we did not find that to be an issue. But for others, it's very helpful. <laughs> yeah, we better get moving. I'm, I'm a little sidetracked. Uh-huh. All right. It also suggests that you bring your calendars, your organizational device or your app or whatever, just for that part of the meeting, mm-hmm. right? Because if it's a device, again, you got to put it away after in the bag or purse or right. whatever. Right. But this isn't the main part of the meeting, but it might be helpful to use that time to quickly check in on the schedule of like 
who's getting what kid from where that week or who's getting the groceries or the gas or just just the logistical side of a marriage relationship, especially Mm -hmm. when you have kids that that becomes even more important. You Mm -hmm. don't want to forget a kid somewhere. Or busy jobs and careers. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's just with kids, it it just brings more of that. Right, right. (laughs) And then put that stuff away, as we just said, right? Like, so it's not a distraction. I I love the, the next, I mean, I love all these suggestions that the article was talking about, but I love this one here. It says, come with an upbeat, positive attitude. But that's actually pretty important to, to come to these things. Uh, if we're entering them and we're not looking forward to these meetings or these coffee dates, like it's going to affect our conversation. And oh, so yeah. if we can come looking forward to it, it will help us have those meetings be a lot, yeah, a lot better. They'll be, they'll, they'll be more enjoyable is what I'm saying. Because here's the thing, like, I know I have come to some of them with not the stellar attitude or the mm-hmm. upbeat positive attitude and and it just hasn't the conversation just doesn't go as well and yeah so i i, I like the point and it is something that we have to remind ourselves like no no th- this is important and i value these times together and so i i want to come to connect and and part of that is having a positive attitude and and approaching it that way and I think a lot of this is it has to do with the mindset of this isn't a personal attack like because in these meetings we're we're dealing with any issues or any things that came up during the week that are bothering us that hurt us or that are really really good and we appreciate and we want to affirm that But if we have the mindset of, okay, my spouse is going to talk about this and that, and they're just out to get me and they're so negative and critical, right? We're taking it as a personal attack versus saying, you know what? Yes, we might have some stuff we've got to work through. Mm -hmm. I'm growing and learning. They're growing and learning. Mm -hmm. But this is about growing the relationship it's not about a personal attack it's that we want our marriage to be the very best it can be Mm -hmm. and it can't be that if we don't deal with our issues Mm -hmm. and our stuff and so I think that's the mindset or the positive attitude yeah and I love the uh, finding things that we can appreciate about each other and sharing those at these times as well not just here's what we got to dig through some of this stuff but like hey here's what i appreciate about our relationship and what's going well and uh, yeah that mm-hmm. would definitely be like help with that positive attitude yeah yep another thing is allowing both partners to feel ownership mm. in these meetings right the more verbal partner should make sure that the other gets equal airtime and so so if you're an internal processor and you kind of freeze on the spot jotting some things down throughout the week that you want to kind of put on the you know quote unquote agenda to talk about can be really helpful because I know I can relate to that sometimes in the moment my mind just goes blank it's just this black blank slate (laughs) and it's like uh I don't know deer in a headlight but there's been things and so I have to jot it down because then sometimes I'll forget but it's really helpful to actually go through those things Mm so and and uh, if like you said before I am a talker and so if we're we're approaching this without the idea about that equal airtime there's a good chance that one spouse may manipulate no not dominate monopolize dominate the time in that coffee date in that marriage meeting and so we have to go into that knowing no no we both need time to share and pass that ball the conversation ball back and forth right those types of things 
Yeah, we actually had to set a timer. We may have shared this already, but we had to set a timer. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think I didn't think we were we were gonna go there today. Uh, I didn't think we were gonna. I thought maybe we could have just moved on. Through, maybe I'll edit that part. There you <laughs> go. There you but, go. But, but it was that bad that we had to set a timer for me because yeah. it was actually to control me. But it was also to make me talk, okay. right? Because yeah, we had gotten true. to this pattern where you, because you're an external processor and you <laughs> are high verbal, you've got a lot of things you can say and just talk about. Yeah. Whereas for me, I'm a good listener. And so then I would just yeah. listen. We had to break out of our natural tendencies and you had to exercise that listening muscle and yeah. I had to exercise the talking muscle right. and we needed a timer. Otherwise, we, we would just slide back into the old ingrained pattern. Yeah, we did. We did. So that's good. Uh, you know, I think that's maybe the first time we shared how the timer was good for you. <laughs> Usually we always just share how it was good for me. It's all right. We need talkers in the world and yeah. we need listeners, but... Yeah, we, we sometimes got to dial it up and dial it yeah, down. Yeah, we got to share it. We got to share it. Hey, the article also said about keeping the meeting to 30 minutes. And this is really to help us not kind of get bogged down or to think that this is going to be this long, drawn out time where, where we're dreading it or, or like, I, I have no more time in my schedule. How could I ever possibly fit this part in? And, and so the article had talked about just kind of keeping it to 30 minutes, keeping, if you're discussing a topic, don't go past 15 minutes on on that topic and so again maybe setting a timer of saying here here we're going to talk about this issue or this thing for 15 minutes and then if there needs to that discussion needs to continue it, it talked about how uh set another time whether that be the next marriage meeting or just saying hey tomorrow night let's come back to this and so we can have that conversation together but one of the things that we really suggest and, and i mean we've done this on our own too is really learn how to make these meetings these coffee dates like design them for yourselves right like like design them in make a way. them your own yeah yeah make <laughs> them your own and for for us like what we did in the our coffee dates was to introduce a time that we called the 10 minute of honesty and, and really for us like this was really the heartbeat of these coffee dates you know it, it's helpful to talk about schedule and kids and it's important to do those things when needed but that's kind of like, you know, the appetizer of, of the meeting where the main course of the meeting was really about giving each other a chance to hear each other's hearts, the the good, the bad, uh, the check in on how things are going to see if we have done something that hurt the other person and really then need to talk about that type of stuff. And so in that, each of us would have 10 minutes uh, to share our hearts. We would take that time to share our concerns from the week. We'd ask clarifying questions to help lead to better understanding, more oneness in our marriage. And, and really, at, at first, I mean, this was a little bit awkward. It was. It was a little <laughs> bit bumpy for us. but a little like, painful. <laughs> yeah, but as we learned how to do it, as we kept meeting more and more on a regular basis, as we were committed to figuring this out, not only did the, the talking part, this 10 minute of honesty, not only did it get easier, but we actually started looking forward to these times. And then what it's actually done is we don't, always have to wait for our marriage meeting for our coffee dates to talk about things if something happens throughout the week and we're able to 
quickly have a conversation of like, hey, like, what did you mean by that? Or, hey, this is how I'm feeling or this is what this did. And it's really helped us build that muscle of like not getting offended as quickly. Uh, (laughs) You know what? I still, we we still have some bad days. Yeah. Uh, But but really, it has really helped us build that muscle to have quicker conversations or conversations throughout the week and not always have to stockpile them for the marriage meeting. Yeah. Well, and we we took care of the stockpile. In those meetings, we were able to deal with all that stuff and clean up all the junk that was lying around our relationship so that our accounts are current so that it's not so difficult anymore because because we've dealt with that right and so that's some of the the details here's a question and maybe we probably should have started with this one here but (laughs) yeah but but like what would be the purpose of these? Like if someone's like, okay, so that's the detail, but why am I doing this? Or why, why are you, why are you suggesting it? What's the purpose yeah, of these? You know what? For a lot of couples, and we were one of them, we found that it helped to keep us on track with mm-hmm. our commitments, our goals. It helped us to stay connected relationally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. It helped us to deal with our issues because we had that dedicated time set aside that we were both committed to investing in. Mm. And so that would be the purpose. Yeah, yeah. No, totally, totally. The article also kind of talks about some the four main areas to cover in these meetings and and just we'll just list them off here but they would be to have a part of the meeting be about appreciation where we are appreciating each other we kind of talked about doing talking about the tasks the to-dos kind of getting those out of the way plan for fun this is a big one here like to be able to look forward to it to be able to come with it with a positive attitude date nights yeah family activities even individual uh, activities yeah yeah having candy that that's uh, (laughs) <laughs> that always helps, but but right, like planning for fun is it's gonna it's going to help engage in the moment and those things, and then it also provides that time that we are gonna talk about problems and we're yep. gonna talk about challenges and and be able to navigate through them, and so those are high level. It is. And they do, just as a kind of a caution, they do recommend that you only try to tackle two issues per meeting because you don't want your whole meeting to be dominated by the issues. You want time for these other things as well. Well, Have fun. Yes. Right? For sure. For sure. Yeah. Hey, we have a little bit of list here as well that we sat down and kind of compiled about when we started talking about the marriage meeting. But what what has that done for our marriage? Yeah. For us, it really helped us work on that muscle of sharing and receiving receiving the difficult things in the relationship, but also the really good things, right? We both knew this time was coming and so we could prepare for the conversation and then it was so much healthier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it allowed us to gather our thoughts about a situation before talking about it, which then again led to a healthier conversation because we were able to, as I said, like process it. So if something was done that bothered us, we were able to raise it as a concern of like, this is how it affected me, not like pointing the finger or yeah. those types of things. And evaluate, hey, is this a relationship problem mm. or is it something in me? It's a yeah. me problem, not a you problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so we could talk about it with just clear heads a little bit, Yep, I think. Yeah, it also gave us specific time to share our hearts and our feelings and what was going on in our lives. And I, I've already shared this too, but it, it helped us to learn how to have these types of conversations throughout the week, like not just having to wait for the specified time, but we could have, we've learned how to have these conversations 
throughout the week, which has then helped us not to have a stockpile of things or yeah. Anyways, yeah, we've learned that. It also helped us to make each other a priority, right? We can say, oh, you're my priority, (laughs) but if the actions don't line up, it's, it doesn't seem sincere. And so this definitely helped because we were feeling so connected, right? Mm -hmm. Or we do feel connected because (laughs) we were, (laughs) yeah. But when we first started, we were really diligent in again, making sure that we didn't move it, keeping it a priority. And like we already said, we're a bit more flexible now, but we're intentional about booking them and making sure it happens. Yeah. Yeah. It also helped us to really hit pause on our busy schedules. It helped us to look each other in the eye, to say, like, hi, how are you? (laughs) And not just always be passing each other in the house or just at the kitchen table. But it really, in these moments, yeah, it helped us because it was scheduled. It helped us to hit pause on on the busy schedule. <laughs> yeah. And it really helped our friendship to grow. Like we already shed, said those connections, but we also kind of added on a time after where we could talk about like just fun things, like whether it be date questions we got from Google or get to know you better questions. Because when we started this, we were really rebuilding mm-hmm. our relationship. And so it, it was almost starting new again mm. and so really took time to to connect and laugh and had some fun questions to go mm. over for sure and something that we'll say that we suggest and and they do suggest it in the article as well but just the importance of prayer if, mm. if we're a christ follower inviting god into this you know before the meeting after the meeting <laughs> during if it's a really <laughs> difficult conversation yeah. if, if it's something that's really hard but inviting god into that and it was funny we were talking to someone who has been doing this for about a year now mm-hmm. consistently and um and he was saying that him and his wife are going through some difficult things and she noticed that they forgot to pray at the end the one time mm-hmm. and she said you know what these are heavy things we should be praying at the beginning, in the middle, at the end. Like we just really need God in this because there's some hard things. And so they they really noticed Mm -hmm. when they didn't do it, how much they missed that, inviting God into it. We also, we knew we were going to be talking about the marriage meeting today. And so I had reached out to some friends that we know that have marriage meetings. And I just asked them like, what has it done for your marriage? And so we're going to share, we're going to share what I've received back. Uh, And so these is, what do you call that? Um, Testimony? Testimonies or field group studies or (laughs) real life tests, real life examples. Yeah. Anyways, I'm not sure, uh, but uh, but this is yeah uh, our own our own case study, I guess would there be you go. what it is. But one person texted back and said that the marriage meetings, how it's created trust, warmth, and connection uh, in, in their marriage. Another person uh, wrote back and said, "We would say it's increased intimacy in every part of our marriage, and it has diminished." the intensity of conflict radically because we don't try and handle it when we're both in lim- limbic brain and we're able to have calm and reasonable conversations about the conflict. Nice. Yes. Another one they said, when we started marriage meetings, it helped us move through a lot of accumulated junk in a way that wasn't overwhelming and was not and, and was helpful, not destructive. On an ongoing basis, marriage meetings build closeness. There's no stuff below the water, create 
to create distance between us and it helped us plan better for life and dates and just feel much more like a couple rather than two people inhabiting the same house. Yeah, so so that's a real life people not that we're not real life people but like <laughs> other voices that are that are we said like how important these are uh, at the beginning of the podcast and we hope that by the end of the podcast that our listeners would would or hope realize you're convinced yeah yeah or hope you're convinced so we brought in other voices uh to to help you to sway you towards having these uh marriage meetings but hey those are a few comments uh, a few thoughts that we had on the marriage meeting here today but you know what what about you how does this resonate with you and as always, we have some processing questions to help us think through what we talked about here today. And, and Valerie, why don't you throw out our processing questions again? What could a marriage meeting look like in your relationship? What would a marriage meeting do for your relationship? We want to say thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you next week. Bye. Bye.